Investors? Possibly you! Welcome to the Unpodly Podcast. My name is Joshua. My good friend here, Carter, is right next to me. What's up, guys? This is the podcast where we shoot the shit, shoot some questions, shoot some topics, all while wanting to shoot ourselves. So let's get into this. <laughs> um, we got some topics in the line. Kind of during this podcast, we'll have like certain segments. We'll kind of just like drop in. We'll have some topics that we kind of just want to talk about here and there. We might just have to get sidetracked. Yeah, um, a little touch and go, but we're definitely going to discuss a few things in depth for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we might get sidetracked here and there, but for the most part, we want to stick to certain topics mm-hmm. and cover those, um, you know, lightheartedly with a little comedy mm-hmm. and just inform people what's going on in America. Cause a lot of people don't realize what's actually happening yeah. right under our noses, right oh, yeah. behind the curtain. So oh, yeah. we just want to cover a few things and, uh, maybe bring some light, shed some light on some stuff that you guys yeah. would never hear about otherwise. And mm-hmm. by no means are we experts in any sort of subject that we yep. are gonna talk about yep. we are just two homies hanging out we're having a good time and yep. we like to talk about things that we have opinions on and things that are on our minds usually yep and uh some of those things happen to be you know comedic or uh topics that we really should talk to more people about that people should know about yes so yes. um yeah i mean on that note did you have a topic you want to come out right out of the gates i think we should come out with like a kind of a lighthearted something first to yeah kind of build into it we can i think maybe we can talk about um, we can talk about Trump to start with. You know, that's kind okay. of a topic everyone's familiar with. Everyone knows. So how is, before we get into that, how do you feel on Trump? Because, oh, also, we are sipping on a bottle of wine during yes. our podcast. We're going to get a little yes. loose during it, okay? But I want to know your opinion on Trump because I, I've never heard what you actually feel about this man. So Donald J. Donald, oh, I can't even talk. Donald J. Trump. Good old Donnie. Is is a very interesting person. He's a very um, he's a very uh, complex individual. So what he's doing right now with America is very is very uh, interesting as well. So you know a lot of people hate Donald Trump right off the bat. You know that's something you can say, and everyone says, yeah, I, I understand that. You know, but Donald has done a few good things for America, but Donald has done a lot of bad things for America. So and. You know, bad as referring to his tweets, uh, <laughs> how he treats individuals that work with him, work around him. Yeah. Um, he's just so ridiculous, it's almost like we're living in a cartoon. He's like a narcissistic toddler who does not have a filter. Have you ever seen yes. the movie Idiocracy? Yes. He, I, it feels like, I don't want to compare him to Terry Crews because Terry Crews was wonderful in that movie. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> that country is run by Donald Trump. <laughs> Yes, get your it's, electrolytes. It's, it's almost, you know, ridiculous living in America and having everyone look at America and pretty much not take it seriously because yeah. of Donald Trump. You know, people rag on Justin Trudeau, who is the Prime Minister of Canada, and um, say he's a pussy, all this stuff like that. But I then, actually kind of like him, to be honest. You know, yeah, he's, he's all right. And people say, oh, he's bad. And then you get to Donald Trump. <laughs> and the argument starts just with a fire. You know, it's just he creates so much hate. And so much division right off the bat. That's why he's so interesting. He's he's a great topic yeah, to discuss. That's true. Because um, we could easily do this for several episodes. Oh yes, we could talk several about we episodes. could we could talk about Uncle Donnie for a, a oh, long yeah. time. You know, good old Don. And one topic I want to cover with him recently. You know, the protests um, made their way to Capitol Hill. They made their way to the White House to Pennsylvania Avenue, and it was ironic because Donald Trump talks about putting walls up. Right? You know, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. talks about we need to secure our borders. All this stuff. <laughs> 
but he ended up actually putting a wall around the White House. He, he did. put up a fence around the White House, and he ended up having to go into the bunker. O- little old Donnie went into his little hidey hole. He, he had to go into the bunker, and people were dragging him on Twitter. People were saying, you know, you are absolutely a hypocrite. You know, yeah. look at where you're coming from. Look at what you just said. You talk all this game, and here you are, yep. underground, dude. Yep, so Donald got drugged on Twitter. <laughs> and his his um, proceeding action was, okay, I'm going to show the American people that I am not scared of, you know, showing my face. I'm not scared to get out there in the middle of these protests and do this. So what Donald did was actually have a pretty significant police force um, pretty much lead the charge on Pennsylvania Avenue or around the White House and throw tear gas at protesters to clear out the area. I mean, it's just like, really, like, how are you going to address the American people in public, you know, by tear gassing? Like, I could never in a million years see Barack Hussein Obama do something like that. Nope. nope. If anything, he will come out of the White House and stand on the, on the, on the nice little lawn they have and be like, look, yep. I know y'all are mad and we're going to get reform. Yep. But what does Donnie do? He, what does Donnie do? he literally has a huge police force so that he can go take a picture in front of the church that was burned down to show everyone, I'm not afraid. Yeah, and he wants to have this, he has this superiority complex of having this big old dick, dude. Yes. And this it, big old dick. It's like, you want to take him seriously. You really want to say, I don't, okay, I don't you're our leader. Seriously. We need to respect you. I absolutely disagree. But he, he puts <laughs> his foot in his mouth every day. Just, I encourage everyone listening to this to go to Donald Trump's Twitter and just take, take you know, 30 seconds to look at some of the tweets that he's put out. And you can understand what kind of person we're dealing with here. And it's it's pretty profound. And just to, just to you know, have some credibility here, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, pull, we're, up we're gonna pull up Donnie's Twitter. We're going to pull up Twitter, Twitter right, right now. <laughs> Let's see. The re- at real Donald Trump, dude. Good thing yeah. it's not the fake one. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Now All right, let's find, let's find. Oh, look at that. A tweet 10 hours ago. Law and order, exclamation all mark, capitals, all caps. Law and order. This, look, wow, look at this tweet. Ready? He tweeted one day ago, the silent majority is stronger than ever. Three exclamation points. And then he retweeted his own tweet from one day ago, which that still doesn't make no sense. The silent majority is stronger than ever. What silent majority? Yeah. I would like to know what he's talking about. Do you wonder if he actually is on that or is that someone doing that for does he have a ghostwriter is he drake does he have a ghostwriter oh no this is definitely him this is you think this him. is him on this his is, phone this is 100 percent him before he got into the white house he says yeah i'm tweeting and throughout my presidency i will continue to tweet myself interesting and now I, now he does have a different so the potus the potus uh twitter account is, is that, run by is, his is staff that more pc that's more this, PC, this right? is his staff okay so that's, potus that's, is president of the united states okay. as president trump this is his staff tweeting. This is his administration. Okay. However, you know, his actual Twitter personal page is the one that... He said, I'm going to... He I'm just decides it, to be a fucking retard. I'm going to let it fly. Whatever oh, yeah. whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And this is why he's under so much fire, under so much scrutiny, day after day. Yeah. You know, if you just... If you try and picture yourself... So, it's really easy to, to come down on Donald Trump. We don't know what he's thinking, what he's done. So a lot of people are like, you know, what if Obama was president during this this George Floyd epidemic, you know, and the coronavirus, how would he have handled it? So, you know, we don't know what Donald's going through. No one knows what he's thinking. We just all kind of think, hey, you're kind of an idiot. So counterpoint, I understand what you're saying. However, I do have a dynamic of I'm the a little bit opposite of you where I fucking hate this man with every ounce of my being. But let me go ahead and back that up. I'm not going to speak out of my ass. 
listen to this, okay? Okay. In terms of what you said to Obama, uh, like how how like how how could have our country been handled if Obama was president during coronavirus and the riots? Okay. Yeah. Donald Trump disbanded the uh, I forgot the exact name of it. I'm kind of blanking. It's been a while since I actually uh, read a little, read any of it. But Donald Trump disbanded the pandemic research team in the White House that Obama strengthened during his presidency. If Don didn't do that. We could have been in a better position, yep. first of all. Yep. Second of all, in terms of the riots, do you know what the significance of Tulsa, Oklahoma is? I do not. Um, historically, Tulsa is known as one of the... Well, there, it was, there was a Tulsa massacre. I forgot what the exact date was. I think it was like the early 1900s. Um, or maybe early to mid, like maybe 50, 30 to 50, somewhere around there. I could be mistaken, though. Okay. But... Um, Tulsa is a place where there was a lot of segregation, a lot of um, black lynchings and killings, and it was horrible. It was probably the worst in the country. Okay. Now, literally this week, in light of these riots and George Floyd mm-hmm. and many other names who can be mentioned right now, Donald Trump decides to hold his MAGA rally in, can you guess, Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma, dude. Tulsa fucking Oklahoma. You have to wonder. The most racist people in the country who follow this man, he's now putting a rally for his presidency in Tulsa, motherfucking goddamn Oklahoma. You have to wonder what... How disrespectful is that? Can you imagine? Those are just two things I had to say about the coronavirus and the riots, dude. You have to wonder... Can you imagine Obama thinking. doing any of those things? What is he thinking? What is he thinking? He... What, what, is, what, is, what is the subliminal message he's trying to send to everyone? Is he saying, hey, you know... I am low-key racist. Look at what I'm doing with my with my rally here, you know. But I mean, a lot of people are are really are really you know uh, they're torn on what to do because he was the one that was pushing for the George Floyd investigation to be kind of bumped up a notch, um, you know, when you take this more seriously. Mm-hmm. But people are like, you know, he's just kind of he's just kind of pushing for the black vote. He's just kind of trying to. It's get, all publicity and politics. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all just like Nancy Pelosi putting on the. Oh, uh, she's a stupid. Whatever bitch. that. Whatever that. Uh, African. The um, y- reparations. Know, yes. The, yeah. No, not reparations. She she was wearing like an African attire, like the the scarf. It's a big scarf, kind of that. Oh. Kind of it. It symbolizes. She was, she was kind of culturally appropriate. Yeah, it symbolizes politics. black culture in in Africa, okay. and uh, she was wearing that. And a lot of people are like you know all these p- politicians are pretty much pushing, just for you know, uh, the bandwagon. They're just trying to get on the bandwagon to make yeah. sure that they are PC. Yeah. That they are politically correct for the current events. And it's scary, you know? It's it's very scary. You never know what these politicians are thinking, what their next yeah. intentions are. You don't know what their motives are. Yeah, we don't know what their motives are. And we don't know what Donald Trump's motives are. You know, you want to like Donald, but you want to hate him at the same time. And oh, just I definitely like, don't want to like he, him, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he, he's very easy to hate, you know. He's very easy to hate. And I think that um, a lot of people do. But so, for example, I'm not going to back up Donald Trump and say he's great. But I will say that Donald Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr., makes oh, some man. excellent points on Instagram for some, for some certain topics, okay? Some of the stuff he posts, and I'm not saying this guy is right in any way, shape, or form. But if you look at some of the stuff that he posts and, and some of the current topics he covers, he is a no-bullshit kind of person. He And he says what a lot of people are thinking. I like to be open-minded, but I feel like just when it comes to the Trump family, I'm just, I'm filled with so much disdain. Yeah, he, he is... I just, I can't even, I can't even, like, 
open up my mind to liking Don Trump Jr. or Ivanka yeah. or fucking Jeremy now, Kushner, dude. Jerry Kushner is such a fucking soul-sucking piece of shit. Now, I, I feel the same way. Donald Trump's family is pretty much fucked. Yeah. But the only reason... A little quick note real quick. You realize he put his family into his administration, which is highly fucking illegal. Yes, he did. He cannot do that. He did shoehorn him in there. And here he is. Yep. Here we are. You know? I just have I just have a little bit of faith that some people out there are are kind of like not afraid to speak their mind and say what's going on. And that's so, the most important. So we're we're, <laughs> we're on Donald Trump Jr.'s Instagram right now looking at He posted that. So yes, he posted all this. Look wow. at that's that's for the uh Paw so, Patrol. So for people who can't see right now. So we're looking at one, a picture of Nancy Pelosi kneeling. It's Nancy Pelosi kneeling in front of a sunset, which looks to be like it's the Lion King. The Lion King sunset. It says the Lion Queen. At it the says top the Lion it. Queen, but it's L Y I N apostrophe. So and like she lion. has the the uh, black heritage culture, African. I forget what it's called. It's it's basically a big scarf, but it has, uh, you know, blue, green, yellow, red. Uh, it has like the markings uh, the on it. It just yeah, it. it's pretty much straight out of African culture. So which I I honestly hate this picture for two reasons. The first picture is Donald Trump, of course, is being a fucking idiot yes. trying to play these stupid political games. Yes. But also, I hate this picture because of Nancy Pelosi because she's trying to get that fucking vote. Yes. She's trying to appropriate exactly. into it. Exactly. Where was she at a year ago? When it came to black people and black people's oh, rights. Oh, yeah, you don't see her fucking doing Where was this. she at? No one was there. She's no not advocating. No one was there. It's only a current topic. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's on here also dragging Joe Biden, which, okay, obviously, you know, that's... Look, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who you are, what you like. I think everyone can agree that Joe Biden is a mental, mental old person. And I, I, and I don't think he's fit to run the country. I'm going to start off by saying I personally love Joe Biden, but I like a Joe Biden from the past. I think now he's getting too old, and over the past few years, he's lost his son. He's been through a lot of traumatic experiences. I don't think he's fit for it right now. Yes. And, of course, he's getting old. He had he doesn't have a lot of the uh, motor capabilities that somebody should lead yeah, in the country. You know, during his Obama administration, yeah. he, he was, was the rock star. He was great. He advocated for gay marriage. He did it in the 90s as well. And also, he actually um, persuaded Barack Obama... To change his stance on gay marriage, because uh, originally Obama was against gay marriage. Was he really? Yeah, he wasn't like against against it, but he wasn't for it. Like he wasn't for it. He, he wasn't he, he was being. It. I'm not gonna lie. He, he was being political about it. He was like, because I mean, back in 2008, gay marriage was not a big thing to be for. You know right, what I mean? Right. So Obama was like, uh, I'm just gonna be like, you know what? We're not gonna legalize it. And then here comes Biden. He's like, no, listen, this is the right thing to do. And it happened. They 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 made it a thing yep. during his president. I think yep. it was his second term. I think it was his second term, Obama's second term. But that's the Joe Biden that should lead the country. Nowadays, it, how old is he now? 78? He's got to be 74. He's got to be something, 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 70 something. Yeah. Somebody to run this country should be younger in their prime. I mean, in terms of political prime. Like, for instance, Andrew Yang? Andrew yes. fucking Yang. If y'all don't know who Andrew Yang is, please, for the love of God, just go to his Twitter, go look up any YouTube video about Andrew Yang, go listen to an interview, go pick up his book, The War on Normal People, just read a chapter, read the whole book if you like. I'm telling you, he will change your life. He has changed mine. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> it's just funny. You know, or, or, let's, let's, let's go back to Donald Trump for just a moment here. Okay, okay. 
Before, okay, we'll, we'll wrap it up with Donald Trump and then we'll move on. How about that? Yeah, wrap Sounds it up good. with Donald Trump. So Donald Trump, in a nutshell, he is basically, you know, someone who is in power that shouldn't be in power. Okay? For yeah. the most part, you know, he's Agreed. done, I'm sure he's done a few good things, but he just, he puts his foot in his mouth every other day. So it's very hard to get behind someone like that. It's very hard to get behind someone who who, who is an, uh, a hypocrite on multiple levels. A hypocrite on, on social media, a hypocrite on national television. And you have to wonder, um, you know, what's going to happen in this upcoming election. You really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, is someone going to interfere? Is it going to be a total sweep? You know, who's going to step up to Donald Trump? We Andrew Yang, man. Andrew Yang could. Andrew, Andrew Yang is, I'm confident, the only one that can do it. However, Joe Biden. And this, being, it's scary I mean, because we have to pick the lesser of the evil, right? And we're back in the same situation we were in 2016. Yep. And I mean, the, the oh, man. Most of the issues that come out of our country is just a battle of perspective. It's a battle... I mean, in the world. In the world, it's a battle of perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Think of religion. I mean, we're not going to go too deep into religion, but think about it. Okay. Allah versus God, blah, 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 whatever have you. They will constantly clash because what they believe is right. Yeah. However, if one of them stepped out of each other's shoes for one second and just switched fleet, they would see that, you know what? I might be right, or you might be right. However, just because we both have different opinions doesn't mean either of us are wrong. Yep. And that's yep. what people don't get nowadays. People need to understand that people have different perspectives. We've all been born, we've all been cut from different cloths. Maybe a same strip of cloth, but we're all different pieces of cloth. We're right. all different parts of that fucking sheet. Right. We're all completely different. And I brought that up because I want to segue. But only when you're done with your point. Are you done with your point with Donald Trump? Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to just basically say, well, what the fuck are you doing, Donald Trump? Yeah. What Secure, are you? What are you doing, quit, man? It's quit drinking the Diet Coke. <laughs> quit eating the. Quit Erm- golfing. Quit golfing. Quit eating the Erminerms and watching fucking Fox <laughs> News, dude. Get your head out of your ass. Okay, are we ready to move on? We can move on. I'm gonna yes. move on to a little bit more lighthearted, uh, lighthearted su- uh, subject. So. Another topic on this podcast that we were talking about a little earlier in the week. I don't know if it's, it's going to stick, but we'll see. Um, we like to... Well, we had an idea to bring up a movie. And maybe one of us hasn't seen it, or we both seen it, or neither of us have seen it. And we'll bring it up, talk about it a little bit, and then next episode maybe we'll... Or between the episode where we talked about it and the next one, we'll watch it. And then we can kind of review it and talk about it in the next episode for a few minutes. Right, right. So this, ep- this movie that I want to bring up is uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Have not and seen I, it. I know. I have not seen and it. And I know you've heard me talk about it so many times. Yes. Yes. And the reason why I bring it up is because the battle of perspective. It's a small scene in the movie, but it's significantly important. I okay. saw it when I was younger, and I was like, "That is, like, extremely profound." Okay. There's a moment. I'm not going to give too much away of the actual scene. Okay. But there's a moment where they have this gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're arguing. And this gun is literally called a perspective gun, or it's something along the lines of that. Okay. And if you shoot somebody with a, your the perspective gun, they're gonna see exactly how you see things. Okay. They can. They're they're still gonna see how they view their world. Right. They're still gonna see. They're still gonna. Be but now they're in their they shoes. They're in your shoes. But now they're in your shoes. Now they understand where you're coming from, and yep. it's the perfect thing to kind of meet in the middle of. It's the perfect tool to compromise. I mean, also it could get ugly too. You could also be like, I see where you're coming from. I can, I can see where you're coming from, but fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. Like, so the reason why I bring that up is because I want you to watch that movie with me. It's also a great movie. We're gonna. It we're is gonna also have to watch such it. a fun movie. It's about a depressed dude, 
and his world's about to explode, and he hitchhikes onto a spaceship. Yep. And that spaceship is filled with a lovely crew, and one member amongst those crew is a literally clinically depressed robot. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed. What the hell? Can you imagine a robot being clinically depressed? I can't imagine something with a computer being depressed. With a computer for a brain, you're like, okay, you you know zeros and ones. Like, what else do sense? you know? Yeah, it's what like, else do you know by besides code? It's like, were you programmed to wanting to kill yourself, or like, how does this work? It's a crazy concept. Yeah, to think it is about. a crazy concept. And it's you know, it's like getting into the AI argument. You're like, wow, do, oh, they, yeah. do they have feelings? Well, that's the th oh my god, man. If we're getting into AI, okay, let's let's side real, let's side let's sidetrack a little bit. AI. So AI. I'm gonna say AI was was presented to me by Elon Musk. Not presented to me like I have no idea, but Elon Musk really shed some light on the topic of AI, and his 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 main point was that you know we need to wake up and realize that this stuff is really right around the bend. If you're not if you're not alert about what's going on with AI, you should be. Because AI is the next big thing. Look at all our jobs for, let's let's give an example of, of auto, auto building, okay? Ford, General Motors, Chrysler. What's happened? We, They're we, losing jobs because of AI and automation. Exactly. So we, we start with there, okay? That's a, simple, that's a simple thing to replace humans with. What about when we replace police officers with, with a robot? Or grocery store clerks, grocery, fast food workers. Bank tellers, anything. So we mm -hmm. need to be aware what's around the corner. And things are about to get weird. Now, for sure, I'm so glad you're talking about this because I'm literally like having a nerdgasm while you're saying this. The reason why I love Andrew Yang so much because he he talks about this all the time. AI? This book, I'm gonna AI specifically. The, the book, not specifically, but it's a huge part of his um, policy and platform. Okay, and it, it, actually, not even it, he's not even a political guy. He's actually a businessman. Okay. His whole life nowadays as a businessman is built around making sure people can live in a world where automation is going to take over. Because in the next 10 to 15 years, it's going to happen. Right. Literally, the introduction, like all this whole introduction right here is yeah. literally just about automation and AI taking over the world and what we're going to do and how we can do it and how we're going to fix it and what we can do afterwards. It's pretty interesting he would start... Yeah, you start a book off on that foot. You know? Oh it's yeah, pretty, it's pretty interesting. Someone would do that. Yeah, it's Andrew Yang highlights the urgent need to rewrite America's social contract because literally, okay, so truck drivers, take truck drivers for instance. There's actually a whole movement called Truckers for Yang because yeah. truckers love Andrew Yang so much um, because Andrew Yang likes to highlight this topic, saying, uh, "Well, so automation, right? Yes. So, take AI for actually take Elon Musk for example. Mm -hmm. What has he done? Give me, give me his most." Prized accomplishment. So he started off. Just with, give me like give me give me one thing. We'll do, we'll do Tesla. We'll okay. Start with Tesla. Perfect. That's exactly what I want you to say. What is Tesla known for in terms of cars? Tesla is known for um, electronic automation. So basically, an auto car. I'm sorry, an automotive vehicle based around an electric platform. No no petrol. No no fuel. Yes. Nothing. As well as AI driving. Correct. AI driving. Yes. Yes. So, can you imagine that technology? being used for trucks and shipments. Yes. Because that would only make sense, correct? That's right. efficiency. Yes. People aren't going to implement AI into trucks to fuck truckers over. They're going to do it to make it efficient for people. Right. Because everything about moving forward in society is efficiency. Right. And every revolution we've had, industrial, every industrial revolution we've had has been about efficiency for people. So, AI is going to take over. Everything we know, maybe not in our lifetime for everything, but it's going to take over many, many, many it, it jobs. It will ramp up 
the productive so side of society. Yes. Society, society will be, you know, so much more productive, you know, because a robot doesn't need to take a break. Of course not. A robot they doesn't. Work you, you, don't, have to, you have to pay a robot You don't either. have to pay a robot either. Yeah. There's no HR department involved yeah. with a robot, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no sexual yes. harassment claims with a robot. You know, <laughs> Unless nothing they get like real that. frisky on the road. There's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no race involved yeah. with any robots. Exactly. You know, it's literally, hey, I'm going to program you and you're going to do this job until you literally... And you're going to execute it until we get a better AI yeah. system to do it. Yes, exactly. You and the, and so, okay. So back to truckers in that sense. Yes. So AI, so when they implement AI into truck driving, correct, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're going to do it eventually. It's already happening. Yes. Truckers are going to lose jobs. You can't retrain all those truckers. You can't just it's train. A hard, it's a hard pill you can't to swallow. Just, yeah, you can't have a 60-year-old truck driver all of a sudden become a software engineer. Yes. Fuck no. Yes. That, that's yes. not possible. Exactly. Yeah. Right? People are going to lose jobs. And that's going to go for to, to truckers. That's going to go to every aspect of life that can be automated except visionary roles in society. Right. Visionary roles cannot be replaced. The human, the human mind could not be expended to an AI to some extent. Yes, and I'm sure once the truckers get replaced, then aspects surrounding truck industries yeah. will get replaced too. Rest so stops, maybe, gas stations. Exactly. Maybe maybe the Amazon plant that loads the truck up. Yeah. You know, I'm sure at some point that's going to be fully automated too. Yeah. Why would good I old, need... Good old Jeff is already automating all yeah. of his warehouses. So for, for people who don't know, it's, we're talking about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> good old Jeff Bezos. And, you know, Jeff's a huge topic too. We're not going to get into that. But yeah. we'll you know, get truck, next time. Next it's, time. it's hard for truck drivers to swallow that pill knowing that they will be out of a job at some yeah. point. And there's Absolutely. some there's some things that humans... We'll never be able to replicate with robots or AI, but a few of these things that are huge, like truck driving, will definitely be taken over by AI. 100%. Very soon. And the question arises, what do we do? You, you know? have to go with the flow. What do we do? You have to go with the flow. So I no, think... I, 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 fuck the flow. I think... It, the flow. <laughs> the flow. So the flow, when I say the flow, I mean the flow of being more productive and being a better society with energy. Yes. So if we can, if we can do better with energy... And AI can help us with that. We're going to have to go with the flow. We should be on right? more sustainable, renewable energy yes. as well. So when this truck driver loses his job, okay, he is going to have to adapt and overcome. So Maybe he can... I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, or, no they're yeah. going to... So one job disappears and another job shows up so he's gonna have to think wow how am i gonna do this and maybe like you said earlier you can't you can't make a truck driver go be a software engineer but maybe now that he's out of a job maybe he'll go be a software engineer and he'll help develop ai the thing that took his but job you can't train every single person yeah you can't but that's it's just impossible yeah that might be his own path but we don't know what's gonna happen that's that's another hurdle you know so there's there's two things you can do say so, okay say you say you train a truck we, so we were watching john oliver the other night right yeah and we saw a truck driver get re-trained uh, to become a software engineer. It worked for him. He learned, like, what, six years? That was a coal six miner. Years. He was coal oh, miner. Oh, coal miner. You're right. Coal my my apologies. My apologies. So it can work in certain... I mean, coal mining is another fucking thing. That's yeah. going to... We we're not even going to get there. <laughs> but <laughs> what I was going to say was, is that, yeah, you may be able to train a handful. I'm talking in terms of, like, millions, you know, a handful of many people to do something. But what happens to all the ones that are left out? There's multiple things you can do. However, two things that I strongly urge around is the first, I mean, the first, but not my favorite, but definitely a good, a good option mm-hmm. is, well, okay, so what do we need? We need better, sustainable, renewable energy. That could be solar panels, what have you. Okay, well, there's also a truck driver that just recently lost their job due to automation. Say we can't make a robot build these solar panels and place them. Well, okay, why don't we give this trucker a job to place these solar panels across our cities so we can yes. have better energy for the cities, right? That's an easy fix. 
it's things like that. And the second option, and this is another thing that my good old my good old best friend buddy Andrew Yang is in no way my friend. I just love this man to death. But my good old buddy Andrew Yang here, he fights for UBI. UBI is Universal Basic Income. Mm-hmm. Now that is a basically a bottom floor of income to every household in America, every individual in America. Now that sounds insane, doesn't it? At first, at a glimpse, it sounds insane. Correct? So you're saying, no matter what you do or who you are, you get this certain amount. You get a thousand dollars a month. So no matter if you work fifty hours a week or you sit on the couch, you get this thousand dollars. Well, no. I mean, yes. Yeah, you do. Say you work 50 hours a week. You get all of your money, right? Yes. You get all the money you earn. Yes. Of course. But you also get that $1,000 for being an American citizen. It's called a freedom dividend. Is what so Andrew Yang used to call Is that coming out of taxes, taxpayers' pockets? Or I'm not sure how fiscally it comes out fully because I'm not an expert. Yes. But I'm pretty sure it comes out of uh, uh, wealth taxes from more of the rich. Like, say, Jeff Bezos. He doesn't pay any fucking taxes for him. He pays $0 in taxes. Why? Because he's rich. And that's how our government is. That's how I know. Our I know he's in filled. a tax bracket on his own for sure. But yeah, there's no way he has to pay some kind of. No, ta- he pays zero dollars in taxes. Zero, absolutely nothing. Okay, so what if you tax all of those rich people a certain amount of money, not enough to break the bank. Yeah, but just a certain amount of money. Okay, flood that into the system, flood it into schools, roads, communities, people, a freedom dividend. And you can't argue it doesn't work because Alaska came out with a freedom dividend, I think, in like the, I believe the 80s. I could be wrong. I, I'm most definitely probably wrong. But Alaska has a dividend to people who live in Alaska okay. because they want people to move there. So people who move to Alaska, okay, they start getting a paycheck for being Alaskan. Right. So why should we, we, we base our value on GDP, on 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 money from businesses and corporations yes. in our in our society, our wealth should be defined as uh, uh, mental health, um, how our, our communities, our education, how all of that is doing. Now you put in a UBI in there, say, hey, you're an American. Are you American? Oh yeah. Oh cool. Okay, have a thousand dollars, dude. Thanks for being an American. Thanks for being here. I appreciate that. Go go put that into whatever you want. I trust you. Make smart choices. I think that is a great idea. It is. And it not only does it alleviate financial stress for some people, it also encourages people to do more things creatively for their communities. It's a pretty good concept. Say you, know? you get $1,000. You're like, man, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not making that much money, but like I have a little bit left over. Maybe I go volunteer somewhere. Maybe I'll go throw this money into like a local charity or something like maybe like 20 bucks or something. And I think that even if it did come out of the taxpayers pockets, you're still getting your money back that you pay for taxes. anyway. It flows back into the economy. Yes. It builds the economy. There's there's no wrong. There's not, there's nothing wrong with a UBI. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. I think that and we can pull the money out of anywhere. I think no. So that's, that's where, that's where the roadblock comes in because so if you look at, for example, the stimulus check that was just distributed. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the issue with having enough money to give everyone a stimulus check was was a, a very controversial topic. Yeah. So you're saying you want to give $1,000 to everyone normally, right? So I think that the roadblock comes is where you're going to get the money from. So now you definitely could pull it from the American taxpayer's pocket for sure, but that is one of those issues that I think is going to be, you know, that's going to be the elephant in the room for, for sure. sure. <laughs> is where are you going to get the money to pay these people $1,000 a month? But... I mean, in think, theory, it's a great idea to redistribute this money back into the economy. Think about it this way. 
I'm just gonna play devil's advocate right now. Throw about throw out a bunch of ideas. Yeah. Now, like I said earlier, wealth tax, right? You can make a lot of money from wealth tax. You can also move money around from different funds in our system. Take, yes. Maybe take a little bit of money out of military or something, whenever something that doesn't need so much money, you know, and put it somewhere else. But that that I don't like that idea the most because you can have a lot of arguments well, with that idea. Yeah. However, however, also think about it this way: Who prints the money? We do. Okay. We, who are we in debt to? We're in debt to China right now. Yeah. Is China gonna come over here and take that fucking money? I think that no, we're, China knows we're never gonna fucking pay them back. I mean, the debt is such debt the debt is, itself. It's unrecoverable. Yes, the debt itself is a whole other argument that's that's never ending as well. So debt is pretty much an imaginary number. It's a fictitious number that we make the debt. Yes, we make the we money. make the we make the money and the debt and the loans. We make everything. I think, so if we print, say we print, uh, say we print enough money to throw to the American people. Let's say we throw. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Andrew Yang was talking about he wants to do like $500 for people who are 16 to 18 and then 18 to whatever for 1000 Yeah. Um, I believe that's what his policy was. But say say you have enough money to give every single adult $1,000 in America, right? Mm-hmm. Say you finally find it. Yes. Say Now, let's say you don't even tax the rich. Say you're literally just printing more money to give to people. Yeah. Now, obviously, people are going to be like, hm, I mean, all right. They'll be but like, sure. Inflation's going to go up? It's not. I was getting to that. Inflation's not going to go up because it's going back into the economy. People aren't going to spend this on, like, fucking billion-dollar houses. They're going to spend it on True. their communities. True, but as They're going to put it into the schools. They're going to put it into books for schools. They're going to put it into food. They're going to put it into buses. As you, print more money, as you print more money, the value of the dollar in your pocket now goes down. How? Just, just like, I mean, obviously, yes. So, let me explain it like this. So, the inventor of Bitcoin, he came out with... X amount of Bitcoin. He came out of X amount of Bitcoin, right? And he says, he says, I'm going to have, I'm going to have this many Bitcoin, maybe, maybe 2 million Bitcoin. And he's going to pretty much, um, he's going to keep a million Bitcoin for himself. Okay. So when he keeps a million Bitcoin for himself, he is controlling the market at that point. So if he releases that million Bitcoin back into the system, he is going to therefore lower the value of the rest of the Bitcoin already in the system. So if you print more money, you are going to, therefore, lower the value of the money currently in the system. So with that, you know, printing more money is good for current premises. But down the road, it's going to come back to bite you, you know? So you really have to think, is printing money more, more you know, sustainable? So after we went off the gold standard, I think everything went downhill from there because, you know, we had enough gold to back up the amount of cash in the system. So after we went off of that, we said, well, you know what? We're just going to print more money. That that right there is a huge debate because you're literally changing the value of that dollar. You're changing the value of our currency. You're changing the value of how people do business in the world, not even in America, in the world. So... Printing. Now, you're right, you're right. But, so let me interrupt you real quick. Let me shift the conversation in terms of the UBI. You know, and what we need to start doing is instead of thinking why we can't do it, we need to start thinking how we can do it. Right. Because it's necessary. It is necessary. People are going to lose jobs to automation, to AI, to anything. In terms of Corona, 
Right. Anything. Right. We people need to, are going we to need lose jobs. We need to supplement we need, their income. We need to supplement people who live here, who are part of this country, because they are part of this country. Right. A country is its people, its econo- its economy, its its communities. We need to figure out how to help our people. The government works for the people, not the other way around. The people right now in our country are enslaved to the the uh, employer force and the government. Corporate America has, Corporate has, America has, has taken over. They have America by the balls, really. America by the balls. Now, we can pull the money anywhere. Now, I like to, I mean, I pulled the devil's advocate of saying print more money. Obviously, it's flawed, right? It's flawed. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good for it, now, it's but doable. Down, it's good for now, but down the road, yeah, it's, it's going to come doable, back to not you. sustainable. Yes. Correct. Yes. Now, that's why I brought up wealth tax. Jeff Bezos, richest man in the fucking world. Do you know who the richest woman in the world is? I don't know. His ex-wife. Oh, is it really? It's his ex-wife. Richest woman in the what world. What did she is get his from ex-wife. his divorce? I wonder what she a got. A lot of his money. I wonder what she ended up taking. That's pretty substantial. That you don't have to do much, but just be a partner in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And now you're in that <laughs> right. position. So think about it this way. Can you imagine how much money both of those people have? What if, if you, you took, just tax them just a little bit? What if you took like two percent of each of their money? That can give money to a lot of people. Now, what if you took maybe two percent from every other wealthy person in America? That can give a lot more money. Now, what if you have maybe import taxes or trade taxes? Maybe not like something. Maybe not something super out of proportion. Just something small to yes. build up. Because you, you take small from here and there to build up big. Mm-hmm. You don't take fucking 75% of Jeff Bezos' money and be like, all right, American people, well, here's your money back you bought from Amazon a little right, bit ago. Right. Right? You don't be like, okay, well, fuck that. You know, you take a little bit here and there and you put funds together. That's what being an American's about. It's about pulling from fucking odds end to build something together. And we can, we can fucking do it. We can fucking do it. What is stopping us? I'll tell you what's stopping the us. The argument of we can't is stopping us. I know, we I'm can. Gonna, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the, the one major roadblock is that, um, th- this is a multifaceted argument, but I'm going to say this. Yeah. So, so rich people have so much control over politics and how much, yeah. how, how the cash flows, right? Oh yeah. If you're rich, you have way more to say oh, than yeah. some guy that works at Walmart. Okay. Oh, easily. so you're going to be influencing politicians. You're going to be, you're going to be telling politicians. You're this be is lobbying. how, yes, this is NRA, how, yeah, for example. yes, this is how I want. This is how I want America to work, and I'm going to give you money so that you can push for this agenda. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then I'll also spew out uh, propaganda for you if you agree to my terms, and I'll give you this yes. money, and then I'll make sure you get elected. So, if you, so at least appear, I, I adhere to me. As long That's as the rich are rich, we're never going to get. We're yes. never going to be able to get to them yes. because they have more power than us. Yes. But I guess I don't understand what you're saying. If the American people stood up as a whole, which obviously, obviously, we greatly outnumber the rich people. If you look easily, if you took it's the one percent, yeah, if you took the poor and the middle class and just said, "Hey, we all have to stand up and we have to take a fight," then probably, most likely, something would be done. But as of right now, it's so hard to actually break through that barrier of trying to get these rich people to to contribute. They're yeah. rich because they're savages. Mm-hmm. They are doing everything in their power to stay rich and pretty much shit on everyone else below them. The rich stay richer while the poor get poorer. They're smart. They didn't get to that position by just, you know, saying, I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. They're there because they used a lot of brain power and they kind of knew what to do. For the most and, part. And it's time for the American people as a whole 
to get that brain power and understand that we have power. We yes. are the people. We yeah. the people. Yes, we can do this, we but it's going to take a joint effort. It's yeah. going to take a lot of balls and a lot yeah. of fucking teamwork to kind of even get this thing rolling, even get the ball rolling. And, and you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. get shut out, like Andrew Yang. He gets shut out. There, he, it was a media blackout. I mean, for example, I mean, just side note real quick. While he was running for president, he had a there was a it was a media blackout. We, they called it the Yang media blackout. They did not let him speak, and they even CNN put a picture of a different Asian guy as really? Andrew Yang on CNN. Yeah, or MSNBC, I believe actually. How convenient. Huh? Yeah. So Andrew Yang, in spite of all that, he was like, you know what? I may have lost my race, but I made up from nowhere with all these policies that mm-hmm. I brought up to the table, and I made it here, and I still got blocked out. So I'm gonna make a podcast, and he called it Yang Speaks. He's going to create his own platform. So he's created his own platform. And honestly, a lot of the policies he's actually taken from has been from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Really? Yeah. And what? he's actually talked to Martin Luther King's uh, son quite a bit about a lot of the policies he stood up for. Because Martin Luther King, if you didn't know this, was a advocator for uh, a universal basic income. Was he really? He was. He was. Because he would see how that. black communities across the country were so impoverished and they had no way of rising up. They needed some sort of floor to sit on and that's what people need they need to have that floor because see it so, okay for example this will be a little inside joke for people on the podcast but take uh take mr toilet man over here yeah my neighbor is uh quite the savage he <laughs> does not have we're talking we're talking single digit iq <laughs> very primitive almost caveman like like great man right great man he's a great guy just doesn't have too much going in terms of mental awareness, mental awareness or to mental what's power, going on yeah. nowadays. Now, can you imagine if someone like that maybe had more money in their pocket? They'd get into maybe reading or craft or something they pursue within themselves. Say, what do you like to do in your free time? It's something. What would you like to do creatively? I think, I think designing buildings and structures, maybe designing a home that I'm going to live in. Okay, so if you had extra money in your pocket, you could do that. And that might exercise your juices, your brain power. That might give you something to do in your free time instead of working as a for a living and not being able to live your life. People don't. People aren't able to live their life and be able to mentally open themselves anymore. And if you give somebody just a little bit, a thousand dollars is not a lot of money, dude. A thousand dollars is like a ten-year-old's a hundred dollars. Right, that's, that's a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in, in the bucket. In today's society, that's not a lot. Now, collectively, of course, it's a lot of money for to, for the country to pull together for everybody. Right. However, for one person, I mean, how would you would you would your life alter in some way if you started getting one thousand dollars every single month? For sure, if you are lower upper middle class, yeah, you for sure could use that money. Are for going anything. to have a positive impact from getting yeah. A thousand dollars a month, and you for could, sure. And you could even use it for your that could kids, be, that kids, could be kids' clothes, your, your kids' clothes, your savings, yes, your mortgage, your car, car payment. payment. That's could that could Credit save you. Payment. That could save you from your car getting repo. Yeah, anything. It's, it could. It could be the the tip of the iceberg that saves you. It could. Um, but let's 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 switch gears here for a second. Yeah, because I that, think we should wrap it up soon. I don't want to get the full hour because it's just the first episode. So okay. let's let's go until let's say another. Seven-ish minutes. Seven minutes, okay. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about yeah. and touch on this yeah. is 
a very controversial to- or subject, a uh, controversial like individual, if you will. Okay. This guy's name is Jeffrey Epstein. Good old Jeff. This is a topic that we will Good discuss again on another podcast. Yeah. But uh, we we should dedicate a little bit larger portion next episode. But we should definitely just touch on it a little yes. bit. I just want to say, if you haven't gone on Netflix and watched, oh this, yeah, this um, what's it called? Filthy Rich, right? It's called Filthy, Filthy Rich, Rich, and it's about Jeffrey Epstein's life and how he basically was. A um, a billionaire that was a pedophile and used his money and his power to um, live out power. yeah and live gain, out his dark fantasies and he gained immunity and he literally yeah so Je- Jeffrey literally um, took America's police force and America's criminal justice system by the balls and said hey I control you now yeah I'm a pedo- it, yeah, I'm a Miami. pedophile and mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I want and yeah. it really the program on on Netflix shed light in a way that no one would really see it otherwise. Yeah. No one would have any idea that this is happening right under their noses. For sure. This was happening this was happening in South Florida for for you know 3 4 5 years. And, and not only was it just happening under people's noses, it was also happening to 13-year-old girls, 16-year-old girls. girls, 15-year-old girls. And they were also I mean, don't get me started on the island. They were also taken to an island that was nicknamed Pedophile Island. Pedophile Island, yes. And I can only imagine there could have been girls who have gone missing there. Oh, can you yes. Imagine, can you imagine all the girls that we know who have been there? Can you imagine was, the girls we don't know? He was he was accused of, along with Hillary Clinton, yep. he was accused Bill of Clinton. eating children. Yeah. And if you guys didn't hear what I said, I said he was accused of eating children. And now it sounds ridiculous. It sounds so far-fetched. Yeah. But this it sounds like a conspiracy this, theory. <laughs> this man would literally eat children. And it's so absurd because... He was hanging out with the likes of, again, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton. He was and even with, names like Chris Tucker. Yeah, Chris Tucker. Which is absolutely insane. Someone we all love in America. We yeah. have no idea. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Chris Tucker, you know? Chris Tucker someone is... Someone who is in... Every, he's pretty much in every home of America. He makes yeah. everybody laugh. He is... He was a, a staple of the early 2000s. He was a household name. He, <laughs> he was, was a household a name, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's pretty sickening... Now, do we now? I mean, do we know he was involved in any of that? No. However, there's the gray area of the rich have the power and the decency, right. or not the decency. Right. The 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 rich have the power and the, the shadows they can cast upon themselves to be in the dark. And you know, you know what I mean. It's it's a very dark subject. But yeah. the one thing I wanted to cover on this subject of Jeffrey is, um, it's a universal. Uh, it's a universal thing that has to do with most billionaires. Is that once you get to a point. In your life, where you're so rich and so powerful, you have to turn to um, children as far as your sexual desires, and that's a huge argument that I was having with with Josh here was that why do people get to a certain point in their life where they're so rich and so powerful that they need to turn to children, and that's what we're trying to figure out with Jeffrey. That's what the whole world is trying to figure out with Jeffrey is why do you feel like, and you know what, you we, need to uh, you need to exploit children. It's I, so backwards. I, I even talked about this with Laura this morning. This morning. Yeah, what'd you say? I mean, we'll get into a next episode. <laughs> but it's 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 an argument I, that can go on for ages tip, and we're so yeah. baffled by it. Tip this. of the iceberg is is just that they have so much money and so much power they can do whatever they want and they eventually they they deplete all sense of pleasure in their lives because they have endless supplies of whatever they want. So they I guess, turn to the most riskiest thing they can do. Yes, I think that's the end of the road for them. They said, well, yeah. you know what? I've conquered everything. Yeah. I don't think anything I've does it for me. I've had sex with women for every country. Yes. I've had sex with probably men. 
And this is it's a like, guy. What else can I do? This Children. is a guy. Ends. Reminds you. This is a guy that lived in New York, and was hanging out with absolutely supermodel status girls. Oh yeah. The most beautiful women. You can imagine. In a, in, in the world, not yeah. even in the country, in the world. Miami, and he said, New York, Paris, Los Angeles too. Paris, yeah, Paris. Paris. Oh and this God. guy said, you know what? Let me put the brakes on these beautiful women and turn to children. And let me go ahead and make an island where I have full children. Exactly. Give, give me massages. It's, it's, and, let me, it's, it's, and let me have my my girlfriend seduce them. Yes, and, make and them his feel girlfriend safe. Giselle Maxwell was also a pedophile. Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, I don't Ghislaine. I don't know how to pronounce it, you know, correctly. I guess. But anyways, <laughs> I guess his 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 adult female girlfriend. Was Essentially also groomed the young ladies. Yeah, groomed the young ladies and said, hey, I'm a part of this too. I am a pedophile just as much as you are, which is scary. Yeah, and she got off scot-free. She's still doing whatever the fuck it's she wants. It's scary because, you know, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. That's the whole point of this argument is that we don't know what's going on right under our fucking noses, man. You know, you don't know what the rich guy is scheming up. You know, rich people have such power and such control over America. You know, the thing is that Jeffrey literally, he got off scot-free for almost a decade. He pretty much uh, schooled, you know, America's justice system and said, hey, I'm going to buy my way out. And he also had leverage on everybody. Everybody. If you're going to go against Jeffrey, he was going to go against you. And that's why Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. He was murdered. He was murdered, by the way. But that's a whole different document. We will get into all the details Um, in the next episode sometime. So basically... So, I mean, yeah, that was our first episode of our podcast. Yeah, that was it. uh, So... Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for st- st- uh, staying staying tuned to our dumbass yeah, conversation. Yeah, we we're trying to stay in, on topic, on, but also we're trying not to stay on topic. topics. But yeah. obviously, it's so easy to get yeah. uh, sidetracked and yeah. kind of go down a rabbit hole, if you will. Of course, you know, in this time, we didn't pull up any YouTube videos. We didn't really go into tweets that much. Yeah. So there's so much we can cover in the future, and this is what we're trying to cover. We're trying to cover yeah. stuff that people no one no one want to talk about. No yeah, one, yeah, no we, one even knows about. Mm-hmm. We, we want to bring up things that people don't like to talk about, or if they do talk about, we want to talk about it in a different light, more comedic tone. Mm-hmm. And and I think the best part about the dynamic that me and you talk about, I think that the best part is that we have similar mindsets, although our mindsets are also very different. Yes. We are logically thinking in different ways, so we can have an intellectual conversation and argument Two and pers- they're also yeah, built. Yeah, two perspectives. Two on, perspectives on most of the same issues. We're know? just hitchhiking our way through the galaxy, bro. Exactly. We need to watch that movie. We will watch it. And next episode, we will talk about and it. We too. are glad everyone who listened to this listened yeah. to it. If you made it through the yeah. whole podcast, Every, yeah, seriously, thank Every, you. Yeah. This is the beginning of something great. A long, and, a long journey and fun ride. Yeah, and if you like the podcast, share it. You know, tell your friends yeah. about it because we're gonna try and get really wild with this and try and, you know, cover. A multitude of topics we're going to yeah. try and we're going to try and cover you know everything you guys want to hear if you want to hear something in the next podcast maybe comment yeah um you know inform us on what is going on that needs to be covered you know we're trying to inform you guys yeah. of what's going on yeah and you if know? you have recommendations on segments you'd like to hear or yes. certain topics controversies even movies or shows yes, movies anything 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 we, and, and even if for format too or if you don't like it, the way we're doing a certain thing, or if you have recommendations on quality-wise or anything, we would really love to hear your uh, your input. Your, your input, because you really want to make this great. We love it, it's really just us having a good time talking and sitting down. We we do this a lot, but we want to put it on a mic, and we yes. want to be able to you know, share an experience with a lot of people. So, 
Um, thank you for listening. If you made it all the way through, hopefully you didn't skip towards the end or just fucking quit in the first five minutes. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I've had a great time, honestly. Awesome this time. Is very, this is awesome fun. time. Yeah. Great topics. Um, so I guess we should wrap it up, huh? Yep. Well, this has been the Unpodly Podcast. With Josh and Carter. With Josh and Carter. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Bye.